All right, so we're off and running here. You've played a breathtaking Tevi. That's it. That is it. Yeah, let's keep going. I love it. I don't think we covered enough. A lot of this has to do with Novalgic. We haven't said the title of the podcast. We have not. It is The Podcast Guild. The Podcast Guild. The Podcast And we've been off the air for two months Because I had to get married On this, the first podcast after my wedding Yeah, no shit (laughs) God, where the fuck have you been? I've been a ghost, I've been in Italy I've been um, a husband, I've had children Yeah, you had children? (laughs) I don't know where the fuck you've been Uh, I saw you, we saw Sully You did, but it's like But it's like every text now it's why well, you know I got to meet the wife. I got to do this. I well, in my defense, uh, I did have a pretty crazy month, and yeah, I have no excuse. She's got you running errands, you know, picking up wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first things first, though. Thank you for being in the wedding. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was wonderful. I uh, might have almost shed a tear or two. Oh, I it was. Uh, it was no. In, in all seriousness, it was. A terrific ceremony. Everybody had a blast. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave early, so I didn't. You know, I was able to bask in all the glory of all the wonderful pictures. That's I was all the stuff that matters. Social media and yeah, uh, yeah there was a. Uh, was there how, how over under how many drunken people there were? Um, Twelve. We, we invited almost 150 people, and oh I think 160. It seemed like drunk. there was 150 people in attendance, <laughs> though. I mean, well, I think when you're looking at it like a in the Capitol Arts Center, yeah, and it's like a, a place that seats like I don't know, 1700, seat, 1700 people, people yeah. and you see 150. It looks like there's oh, it looks like dead. Ten people, and then you the get audience. to the reception hall. It looks yeah, right. a little bigger, but right. yeah, no, it looked completely dead in the theater. But, but I was just glad I was near firearms, so nobody, you know, your, some of your family members. I don't want to mention any names as a arsonist and whatnot. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I was near clutching the firearms. So I, I knew where all the main exits were in the building. By arson, you mean you just were glad you didn't, you know, bring any yourself because you know I've, you're one of your favorite movies, Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if maybe you know you had some inspiration there to, you know, that's pretty dark. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny. Um, speaking of of The Godfather. That movie won Best Picture in 1972, Andrew. It did. You know that. It did. And it the sequel did. won in 1974. And the sequel, you can make a case, is better than the original. But I still think Goodfellas is better. I, I, if, people, if someone comes to me and says, what's the best mafia movie ever? Can you, can you go Goodfellas or actually can you take the, the whole entire show of The Sopranos? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know what? To be honest with you, if this was a, a question that was asked to me like four years ago, I... I would probably say Goodfellas, but you know, rewatching The Sopranos mm-hmm. at just you know, and in its whole in its entirety, I mean, Goodfellas, uh, Sopranos. You can make a case that that's single handedly the greatest show ever made. Uh, it's certainly up there, and I don't know if it would be my number one, but I'm just saying in terms People of like, argue the that. mafioso genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to start putting The Sopranos in there. It almost seems like it's one of those shows too that maybe is not the best of all time. 
but it certainly paved the way for the kind of it shows that revolution. we call. It started the, the best show, Breaking right. Bad, and, and started the, Matthew Weiner, Bad Mad Men. You know. It was a flagship for, for the TV explosion of, two, of circa 1999 to now, and it's probably better now mm-hmm. because more networks instead of you know primetime shows, mm-hmm. or excuse me, premium network shows, are doing it. So. Well, speaking of uh, James Gandolfini, Supposed to be in the night of the night of finished. That would never been great. That really we never fit. We never got to talk about the ending because I was too busy, uh, you know, tying the knot and all that crap. Um, so, Andrew, overall, the night of. Let's let's not spend too much time, but let's overall thoughts on the show, how it ended, the future of it, best parts, worst parts. So I, I actually thought it ended perfectly, in my opinion, because it really summed up what uh, life in prison did for Nas and you know he's coming out and I, I, you know I don't I, th- I guess this is a spoiler to anybody that hasn't finished the show I mean he is it, it comes to a split I mean it's, deci- it's pretty obvious it comes to it a goes. split decision and he you know he is you know uh, uh, he, he's, he's found not guilty so uh, inevitably, he moves back home, and 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 you see the aftermath. Is he not guilty, or was it almost just a mistrial? And they didn't. They well, I mean, they didn't want to continue it being a mistrial because yeah. that would end up costing the state more money. It's all about money. It, it is all about. That's money. That's funny too. We talk about the parents too. And like given the cab the, and given there was uh, more evidence to put more reasonable doubt that he didn't indicates that as know, if there wasn't enough already right, though, from the beginning. Right, no, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but unfortunately, you know, you see a, a young man that's hardened by his experiences in prison. Yeah. And ha- unfortunately, he becomes a drug addict, and and he's going back to a, a world where look, it, all that really matters, as you know, is the court of public opinion, and people will look at him as a guilty person. And unfortunately, this is how he's going to have to live. The rest and I of his bet life. you he won't be able to go to school, finish school, right? And I or think his his there's like a paradigm thought, shift in his own life. In that in that respect, it. It just it finished off perfectly for that character. I know you had some criticisms, of which I I completely understand. Um, you know, you know, kind of pertaining to the attorney that he, you know, was with not not John Turturro's character, but um, I forget the actress's name. Um, I mean, that was kind of a, a really awkward subplot mm-hmm. of him. Although it's it's adapted from the British which show she does Criminal Justice, where yeah. she does do that. Again, I don't think it's a great storyline. It's grossly unprofessional and yeah. appropriate, and person's I, probably going to be disbarred. So, afterwards. I mean, I'm with you on the ending. I think the what, what became of Nas was perfect, right? And you know, it really was. It was, and I thought that they nailed that. I just think it. it it, the pilot was just so strong and set up this whole new maze. The first of, two episodes. Uh, the first two. Second episode was, was probably better than Maybe the even pilot. better. Yeah. yeah. On, on his way to Rikers sure. Island. Absolutely. Sure. And then somewhere around episode four or five, I just feel like maybe for the first time I thought, man, this show might have almost served better had it been a regular show and not a miniseries. Because it seemed like they were trying to pack so much in there that for the first time I'm like I want to see more and because of that these condensed weird filler episodes came up in episode 5 6 and when John Turturro's character tries to chase down one of uh, the the stepfather of the girl who was killed it just looked like law and order for a minute I can see what you're saying. That I didn't have a huge concern with. So, so my my concern mainly was uh, your first Christmas was like the format of the show. I I would have made it ten to twelve episodes. Maybe that's I what it was. I wouldn't have made it. Any of the because longer. they had to stack it in. Yeah, and because 
Look, obviously, you know, a, a murder trial, it would take longer than what it would appear to I be. I wanted to see it, a time it, it jump. It seemed I like there wasn't t- much of a time jump. So that is the fault of the producers. I will say, did they ever say how long t- no, the time no. actually so went that, by? No, so that's on them. That so confused right, me. Right, no, yeah. I, that I understand. So that is a criticism so I So at have. least give me a date of is the trial that, I think, compared to what happened. I think or? it should have been about 10 to 12 episodes, and there should have been an appropriate time jump, and it should have been How long do you think went by? A year, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't year, feel year. Half, I, I know didn't it, feel didn't, it. it didn't. It felt like away. two months. That's the fault yeah. of the writers for not instituting a time jump. Yeah. So for for that, I'm with you. With with John Turturro tracking down, I don't because that's very indicative of you have to, a very sketchy, you know, um, personal sketchy, personal dude. injury attorney that's yeah. just looking for a quick buck who doesn't. He's not affiliated with a proper law firm. You no, know, the so stepfather. He, when he t- when he. Uh, Meets the stepfather in the street and like puts his like arm up to him. Right, and was, like, but again, you're, again, you're talking about yeah. someone that doesn't have his own private investigator who's completely working. <laughs> well, I, I so have to say though, you know what? It's ridiculous, yeah. but, but, but that character, I would expect an attorney like that yeah, okay. to do something like that. That character, who's he makes what thirty grand a year as a gym trainer. What did that remind you of? And he was a he was a personal trainer at the, at the gym. I got. come on, what what Michael Bay movie did that remind you of? Come on, oh, oh, of course, <laughs> painting kid. I mean, come on, I'm hot. That's all I thought of the entire time. Are you kidding me? Like this guy was literally a character. It's supposed that show. to be the Pulp Fiction of. Of Muscleheads. What? Uh, <laughs> the movie. Pain and Gain? Pain and Gain. He said it was Pulp Fiction meets you Memento. I, 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 came, I came down to New York because we were going to see this. Then, then when it finally came to mustering up the well, courage. you were going to come down to see that? Yeah, no, no, I did. No, I, I came down that weekend to but see we it. We were it. going to. <laughs> but when it really came, we woke up. Horrible friend. We were probably, we were probably a little drunk from the night before. I'm we're a horrible like, friend. You know what? I don't think I can pay $10 no. to go see that. I think we ended up just watching Patriot highlights at that point. <laughs> we did. We'll get to the Patriots the next episode. I want to dive in because Andrew and I actually did go to a movie. Uh, it was the first movie I've been to since before my wedding. And, that uh, is correct. <laughs> do you just have these ready to go? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't want to look at your computer screen because I want to pretend that you're just thinking about these quotes and then just literally they pop up and you hit play. That is correct. <laughs> I miss that man. He had a documentary that I never saw. It was all it was good. You saw it? it was good. It was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was um, interviewed by most of the SNL, SNL cast members and stuff like that. Adam so, Sandler was in it. Right? I, I actually you thought know. it was really good. It goes into the history of him and, and you know, you know, he really was not meant to right. go into the spotlight. That's just something he couldn't really deal with. I mean, he was. A I keep forgetting though. that the um, that the uh, the girl that uh, David Spade is checking out in his hotel room in Tommy Boy is. The one that was naked that jumped into the pool and he's like whacking off in the, in the curtains, and uh, that's that was actually Chris Farley's um, girlfriend at the time. Really? Yeah, I know. Didn't know that. Ichi I gotta see it. I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it. That and I gotta see the Back Netflix, to the Future man. documentary. I know. I know. Those are, those are the best. The in, inside look at those careers, yeah. I think, are the best kind of documentaries. Uh, so we saw Sully, and that I would say kind of kicks off the the fall movie season. And I don't want to overhype it. I don't want to oversell it at the same time because it's been a horrendous summer for movies. Horrific. But I, I have to say, like, kind of weathering the, you know, movie market. Looks like there's a lot out there. It, it was a very, very good movie. It was, in my opinion, it was one of Clint Eastwood's better movies to come out in recent. In a I very mean, long time, I would say I, since I maybe mean, even since Million Dollar I mean, Baby. I, I think it's a little better than Trouble with a Curve, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Million even, Dollar Baby I, I never will, will, will always be his his. That might be his best his movie. masterpiece. Th- that or maybe Letters from Iwo Jima. I, I don't know. I, Flags of My Father. That's that was good, good one, but man. Letters that's another was, good one. Yeah, and Letters I, I did, Iwo Jima is a terrific film. And you know, Clint Eastwood to me is a very interesting subject right now because he is one of those directors that, from a filmmaking perspective, legendary. He's been around since the Man with No Name. He he is he's an icon. 
you know, and then throughout the last few years, I would say maybe even with American Sniper was the first time where I think his politics were getting in the way of of his filmmaking. And that's from someone who loved J. Edgar, who thought captured that time period. Didn't love that movie. I just thought very that good it, Leo performance. I just thought it was it almost was, it should have been a play, but it, it yeah. had it had some very strong moments, and at least underrated. I thought it was better than what people were giving it. I thought Leo deserved an Oscar nom for that one. But American Sniper comes out and. It's a huge smash, but I felt that it was just the most propaganda, um, just pro-America. Let's not look at the actual issues of mental illness, what happened to his actual character at the end. I was under the assumption that the movie was going to be about his tragic ending Mm -hmm. and what we were going to do about it as a country to make sure that never happened again. And instead, it was a two-hour, let's snipe some bad guys. And, you know, from a craft standpoint, I just don't think it was a Best Picture nominee. I understand why it was a really good Bradley Cooper performance. He was fantastic. Incredible. He was fantastic. Might have been his best role. I don't know. his best role. But I I think now, going back to Sully, uh, when I first saw the trailers, I was a little underwhelmed. I was like, okay, is this going to be, you know, pro-America, like, red, white, and blue, pilot saves the day? And what it ended up being was just a straightforward, almost a a documentary-style film of what actually happened on flight 1549 which landed in the Hudson River in uh, 2009 by Captain Chelsea Sully Sullenberger or is it Berger or Berger? Sullenberger Sullenberger yeah and it, it was just a straightforward account an hour and a half long movie no fat it just got to the point and two very strong performances by Tom Hanks and Aaron Eckhart I thought it was incredible. I, I mean, the, the thing is, is that Tom Hanks makes it look so effortless. He I, really does. I was talking with somebody earlier about it, and, and uh, you know, it's just one of the biggest takeaways about him is that, you know, yes, I mean, he is, by all accounts, the modern-day Jimmy Stewart. He is the everyman. But not everybody can do that yeah. at all. Like George Clooney in The Descendants. He can just be himself and put out a great well, performance. Well, George Clooney, I mean, at the time when that came out, it was unprecedented for a, 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 an actor of his caliber because it was the first time in, in, in his career where he just dressed down completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just, you know, Mr. Cary Grant of, you know, the 2000s. That's a good point. So, you know, for Tom Hanks, I mean, to me, he's always dressed down. He's never really, you know, uh, in a position where um, he's some, like, high-priced executive. Maybe, like, in um, in That Thing You Do, mm-hmm. um, which, ironically, he named his company after, Playtone, which I uh, worked for. In you did. Wonderful Smokey Robinson, everyone. That uh, was crazy. <laughs> did you tell that Tom Hanks story yet <coughs> to anyone on the podcast yet? I have not. I, I think I think you need to tell. So that. I was I um inter- I, I had an internship for Playtone for the Playtone company. Uh, you know that is run by Tom Hanks and his co-producer Gary Getzman, mm-hmm. and it was like my first or second day. Um, I had heard that he's in the office because he came in the office a lot, and I'm sitting over the development desk. I got my, my computer, and I'm just trying to like learn the, the you know the trade and everything like that. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm literally typing something on my computer, and I look up, and there's a very familiar face. and uh, <laughs> Very vo- familiar. The, the voice of, of Woody from Toy Story. And all of a sudden, he's just <laughs> looking at me, and he's like, Smokey Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. And I look over, and Smokey Robinson is right there, and he's, for some, I don't know, he just like came in. All of a sudden, these, these people are just randomly there. And uh, I just thought it was just really, really Wasn't he funny. wearing a oh, – Tom Hanks wearing a Snuggie? He was. He was. He was wearing a Snuggie. And he has like an office slash loft slash, I don't know, apartment or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea. Whatever the hell he He's wants. sitting there in his Snuggie. And uh, yeah, it was like – I think it was like the same day uh, Eric Roth came in because they were talking about uh, in- Extremely Loud and Incredibly oh, Close. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, so a surprise. Everybody was nominee. really, really excited about mm. that because it was the first time those two hooked up since Forrest Gump. Yeah. 
So and uh, I, uh, a better movie than what I think was the overall reaction, but certainly a very odd Best Picture nominee that year. Very out of it. Was it was? Yeah. And, um, I didn't think it was a particularly great movie. I, he was good, but he was good. Yeah. So was Sandra Bullock, but. and there were some very good scenes, but. Subject matter is very difficult very to portray on it screen. Is, unless I have yet to see yeah. a movie that has really encapsulated 9-11 quite like United 93. I mm-hmm. think that will that's the probably the gold standard. That's right. a podcast episode right there. It is. Trying it is. to, you know, what, what movies... Probably, probably Paul Greengrass's best movie. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, that movie better is... Better the Green Zone. Yeah. And Nobody I, I got to say, I, I know it's very propaganda-y, but I want to bring this movie up because uh, it's one of the movies that I, we want to talk about that's coming out for this fall season was World Trade Center. Which is Oliver Stone's, I think, most straightforward, simple story. And probably the first time that he didn't go the political route, he went the human route. Which right. didn't like it. I, I know, and it's funny because... And I don't like Oliver Stone. And, 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 I have no... I have absolutely no desire to see Snowden. I think it looks terrible, and it looks like oh critics... Oh, man, are, we are... I looks, love when we're in the looks, complete opposite Looks like side critics of, are going to feel the exact same way. I'm oh sorry. I'm sorry. Joseph... You're telling Blum, me all... And you, know you, how, don't, you don't like you know Oliver how Stone, like, not, not 10 anymore. years not, ago? Or not like, anymore. Not anymore. No, I thought... I think, look, Platoon, Born the Fourth of July... Out, that, Wall, Wall Street. One of July is not even his best. One, movie. one of my all-time favorite movies, Wall Street. Morality plays. These were JFK. He was a phenomenal filmmaker right. up until maybe two thousand. Okay. And then it's just been it's been terrible. Since it then. has not been his best, absolutely. But you're missing. I don't think he's a good director anymore. But and something happened, of course, where sometimes you lose. And Alexander Wall would, Street Two, Money Never Sleeps. That actually could have been a very good movie. But it wasn't it, terrible. It, it was not good. It wasn't. It great. was not good. It I was, thought it was it okay. Was, it was terrible. I, it was, okay. It was really Look, good. Alexander Shia not good. Shia LaBeouf is a stock he trader. Sucks. Okay, we we all know that. But you know what are you going to do? I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Shia LaBeouf and all, Wall Street too. I'm just I'm saying that it was so bad. Oliver Stone still has a very, I think, important voice in filmmaking, regardless if it's because of his political beliefs. Well, maybe that, but I mean, he had that documentary I mean, series. Technically speaking, his best movie is probably JFK. I, I think that if you watch the Showtime series, the Untold History of the United States, mm-hmm. of the like, it's like his documentary series of from America back in the day to now. It, it's almost like that's become his platform, and I'm sorry that ruins a director. It ruins an actor. It ruins a writer. What about it w? Does. Did you like W? No. You didn't like W? No, I didn't. That's too bad. Well, anyway, then you know what? Well, listen, you want to poke fun at George Bush? By all means, that's fine. It wasn't but, po- well. It was, okay, look, it was poking, but it was also. I, I, I don't care. I, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, Politics yeah. aside, I really don't care. Yeah. It, it makes no. He difference was kind of making fun of him in the pretzel was, scene. But, but, <laughs> no, it was. It was that, in those regards. It was funny. I just didn't think it was a great movie. Well, listen, Sully was a good movie. We can agree on that. Absolutely, it was a very good Absolutely. movie. Aaron Eckhart. You, you think Snowden looks good? I think it looks. It good. doesn't look. I'd good. say it looks great. But I have it on one of my there's top pe- five lists. People of, looking at us all over the place. Well, I mean, I can't defend. I can't. He doesn't I mean, talk like that. He does. He talks. Talk well, like think this. about it. I mean, it's one of those things where maybe ten minutes into the movie, you get used to it, and it turns He's into a CIA character. operative. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how, how big of a fan I am of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, okay, have you seen Citizen Four, the HBO documentary about Snow? No, I have. Okay, I have. If you see that, I find the subject matter fascinating. So, so you'll probably love that because that is the documentary version of the story. It's all about him in the hotel room. Like, no, I know his, his story. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't seen the documentary. And a lot of that is apparently what is in the movie. And I think Citizen Four hurt this movie because we have already seen it. It's almost like um, um, when a movie comes out from two different studios and it's the same. Like the Jungle Book just came out. Andy Serkis's next Jungle Book is going to be like what the hell that just came out. You know, like right. you said, it's pretty good by the way. Wasn't bad. I thought I'll it was. Gonna be, it I mean, I saw it on a plane on the yeah. way home from Switzerland. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if it was. 
because yeah. you know it was the free cocktails and the fact that I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, did I, you watch Tarzan after that? Too? I didn't watch Tarzan. <laughs> I watched Money Monster. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> the only reason why I didn't hate it is because it was like I think the only original movie that came out this summer. But still, it doesn't make it. It doesn't good. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and then Giancarlo Esposito's in it, but he has like three lines. It sucks, man. Oh, really? And Julia Roberts, man. I just can't. I think she is the most like unlikable movie star of all time. Molly Ringwald was supposed to have her career. And she should. She was originally picked to, hey, she was to in be in Pretty Woman. Two days ago. If Molly Ringwald <laughs> was was in Pretty Woman, that actually would have been a better movie. <sighs> Molly Ringwald would have if, if she had the career that Julia Roberts had. You would talk you about Molly Ringwald as one of the best actresses of the last twenty five. You can't years. deny that Aaron Brockovich is a movie star. Very she's, good had, movie. she's had some good roles here and but there. Don't, don't talk. But to my mom. Love, don't talk to my mom about Aaron no, Brockovich. No, Eat Pray <laughs> Love was was the worst freaking movie I've it ever terrible. seen. It was two and a half hours of Julia Roberts complaining about her life, and I can't. What about her in Ocean's Twelve? Like, give me an actress who actually <laughs> trying to play herself. Man, that was probably the worst <laughs> twist ever. It really was. I think I think if you go back to my old movie she, reviews, she's left handed. Yeah, I gave that movie three out of four stars or something. Really? I, yeah, you did? I was 14, 15 whenever it came out. I, thought, I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. It was bad. So bad. Yeah, you're allowed to change your opinion as you, you are. get older. You absolutely yeah. are. You know who we, had a... We liked the girl next door. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know what was actually kind of nice? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't think the girl next door is a popular enough movie where people know where that quote is from. <laughs> oh, everybody knows. But, but that is from that movie, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Sully, real quick, because uh, I want to get into our top five list here of the movies that we want to see this Oscar season. I think my favorite part of Sully, even though Tom Hanks should get an Oscar nom, he, he played it perfect. Aaron Eckhart as the co-pilot. Aaron Eckhart actually has a very big year coming up. He is he played that role in Sully, which again was very good. And he, the, the, movie, the the movie he'll probably get recognized for is the new Vinnie Paz movie starring Miles Teller. Um, believe for this, mm. he plays Kevin Rooney, who was the train I heard, who was the trainer for Mike Tyson. So. I heard the first reviews coming out on that. It's a little kind of a straight boxer bio. Probably but, is. But I mean, he, it, it probably, probably won't be very good. I don't think it. It will be very good. I mean, Ben Younger, I mean, it's been a long time since Spoiler Room. And even that movie, as much as I like the script, terrible, oh, terrible it, ending. It, terrible. It's the director of Boiler Room? Ben Younger, yeah. yeah interesting. I didn't know I that. Know, right. That's, so that's why I'm, I'm intrigued. But the guy obviously hasn't directed a good movie Was Boiler Room the most underrated movie of 2000? It was good, but I, I want to say, out now, I wanna say yes, hit. but that's not a very good ending. I mean, it's a very lazy ending. I thought it was kind good of... Good performances, like great script. How would you have expected it, very, it to end? It's just very lazy. How is it just lazy? Like, oh, okay, well, I just... Let's bust this place let's up. bust this place up, and then now i got to go find a job. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess I look at Boiler Room now more How else could it have... I look at it as a play. It is sense. a play. Right. And I, I, Sometimes it, that doesn't translate well to the years before the, a Wall Street crash, which gave it this... I don't know. I feel like it was ahead of its time. No? I just now. I mean, Ben Affleck's best scene ever. I don't think like pump and dump schemes were really popular like in the late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I look <laughs> well different. Okay, I, I don't think anybody can get away with cold calling anymore. Yeah, and you got to be a complete schnook. A schnook. A schnook. A schnook. Yeah. Trying oh. to inject a little edition. I like it. I like it. I like, it. like that. I like right, that. Good. Yeah, schnook. I like that. Uh, all right, so let's go to our terrific. That was terrific. <laughs> You know, someone crashed our wedding, Andrew. Really? And, Are you uh, serious? Did, we didn't know who it was. It was like a friend of a friend. And we went to go the, the, the gifts, went through everything, <laughs> and they got us the Wedding Crashers DVD. Really? <laughs> and they said thanks for... Oh! Damn you, Roger! <laughs> Damn it! Damn you! That was you at my wedding. Damn you, Casey! Damn you! <laughs> with, every, with every death comes rebirth. It's the cycle of life. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 you're way more prepared for this podcast than I am. Very, very prepared. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I do have my top five list here, Andrew. Yeah. And yeah. we'll go back and forth and do our fives and fours and threes. 
you know, um, crossing back and forth. But mine was Snowden, number five. And the only reason why I say that, and you can laugh all you oh, want, shit. is that I, you can look, you know. We can respectfully disagree. And that's okay because I'm sure you're going to have a movie on there that I'm going to disagree with. But the reason – Honestly, if you wanted me to go see it, then I would. I, I will – I plan on seeing it. I have it. about 20 I have a, a very soft spot for for biopics about things that are relevant if it's made – Oh, I agree. If, if it's but made, I agree with but you. But if it's made by a director that has a pass in doing it well – and I, I'm sorry – his last biopic was W, and mm-hmm. I thought that was okay. criminally that's, underrated. That's, okay. Josh Brolin's performance, I think, should have been nominated for an Oscar. Jo- well, Josh, Josh Brolin's awesome. He is. Very underrated he in was, a lot of ways. He was awful in, uh, in um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street 2. No, not oh, uh, Wall Street 2. Wall Street 2, yeah. Money Never Sleeps. James Brenner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it wasn't his best movie. Just right. not a fan. I, I, okay, that's completely fine. Um, so Snowden was my number five. Uh, I think that it probably... We'll have a mixed reaction, but maybe it'll spark a debate. Mm-hmm. I think Citizen Four, uh, you know, Light Between it's... Oceans, is that on your list? Not on my list, but really? I heard it was good. I mean, I love the director. I so. mean, you got to admit, 2013 is that your number was five? when it came out. Place Beyond the Pines, amazing, criminally underrated, amazing movie. That is wow. a movie in itself where it's layer upon layer upon. It's layer. a three it's act like show. A, it's an onion it's... that you are just peeling off. A very good Bradley Cooper performance too. I'm very that maybe actually Ryan Gosling's best performance since Lars and the Real or Girl. Blue Valentine, either one. Oh, man, those yeah. are good movies. Yeah, yeah, good, but, good movies. But he's, of, he's the indie king. He, he. I mean, I still haven't seen the Nice Guys yet, but I, I hear it's great. Yeah, no, yeah. it looked good. Yeah, it does look good. That'll be one I got to check out. Russell All right, so is that your number five? Russell Crowe needs to come back from the dead, man. I know. I is it number five? No, it's just a movie that I, what it came out t- like two weeks ago. I'm just yeah. I'm kind of in fall movie okay. mode, so I'm just. So what's your number five? Do you have a list, or do you? Do you have... I have a large list. I don't know if I rank them. Okay, just do five. Uh, I I kind of ranked mine, but they're not really in any order. Let's oh, just do five man, each, man. Um, or just whatever. If I have to say, let's see if we have some of the same lists here. Uh, I, uh, loving is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Be a good movie. Jeff Nichols. It, it, but it look, I was on. talking. I was talking Hold to on. my parents about this, and obviously my, my mom's in law, and she she obviously knows the uh, the, the case of uh, you know Loving versus uh, the state of West Virginia. Yep, yep, she yep. goes, it's an incredible story. I go, it is, but and, it, and it's a great trailer mm-hmm. up until Nick Kroll plays the attorney that's representing the case. I just I can't. I just I we can't. saw that trailer. I can't do it before. We, we couldn't take it seriously. And, and the first the minute, forty-five seconds of the trailer, we're like. This looks pretty good. And then it was just Nick Kroll on a <laughs> Casey, it's an incredible story. It is an incredible These story. These people go through hell they do. to defend their marriage. And it's great. And it breaks Not great, heart. but it's it's like the testament to the human spirit, absolutely. And but Nick Kroll, come on. So here. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my number five is. You're okay. you're gonna be a little shocked. Alright, go ahead. I can't see this movie because I, I I have to look at it based on the the praise that it's gotten. La La Land? No, no. The That's praise that it's one. gotten. But I can't contribute money to this madman. But I'm going to say Hacksaw Ridge is number five on my list. That's my again, number four. Again, I don't know if I'll be able to go see it. That's my number four. I, I, again, I will not pay money to okay, go see it. Okay, look, this, look. This disgusting individual. All right, well, look, look, look. We can sit here and you can determine and, – and, and, you know, that's completely your opinion. My opinion is that right. I don't – if you are someone like Mel Gibson, yeah, you as a person should probably not have the best life. You are a pretty bad individual for saying the things that you've said. He's a terrible individual. As a He's an ingrate 
Okay, all right. He's but, a scumbag. But we're talking about a Denies movie. Denies the Holocaust. Okay, well... All right, I mean, well, I have a Holocaust survivor in my family. Uh, yeah, so no, he's that, an asshole. So I take that person. All right, he's an asshole. Right, what do you think my, my, fa- my, my family member did? Do you think he went to summer camp? No. It's the same people who were... His parents uh, were annihilated. He, honestly, you know what, too? This guy has had a drinking problem, drugs. No, it's more than he, that. He's a, he's a narcissist. He has a lot of he's issues. A disgusting individual. Yeah, and... and but hey, he's a great director! But, uh, but then, then why do you have it on your list here? Because I have to be objective. Well, you're not being objective. No, I am. I'm saying he's a scumbag, but... When it comes out, yes. I will see it. Yes. And I won't pay for it. I mean, if you want to pay my ticket, I'll, go have, right ahead. Hey, I got so many movie tickets, uh, gift oh, tickets. Well, so you'll be paying. We'll use it. All right. It's, it's your, then it's Deal. your treat. Deal. We're, we're but, friends. Here. But we're I'm going to be kicking and screaming. I'm going to be kicking and screaming all the way to the And movie. then we're going to get out of the movie and probably and go. I'm going to make a He scene. really hasn't made a bad movie his whole career, directing-wise. He's a very good filmmaker. Yeah, and Apocalypto is an exception. And we're going to talk about Mel Gibson, the filmmaker, not the person. you don't think, like... I mean, I mean, it definitely like from a filmmaking standpoint, it hurts me that like I can't enjoy him because Braveheart is an, an outstanding. He's film. in some of my favorite movies. Patriot of all time. is is complete American porn. I love it. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. Lord, like me fast and Horrible advice. <laughs> in a in a sneaky great um, performance by Heath Ledger. Yeah, it was kind of what made him a star, and. and uh, moved on to But yeah, movies. I mean, I have to be objective, yeah. so... Well, I guess my question Number then, five on my list. All right, so Hacksaw Ridge, it's about a soldier in World War II. He was a medical officer, never picked up a gun, but and, went to the battlefield. starring Andrew Garfield, who's, Vince again, Vaughn. who is prepping for a, a big year. Big year. He'll probably get a couple Oscar noms. We'll, we'll see, He's yeah. Jewish, I don't Vince Vaughn's this, in it. Uh, who else in Hacksaw Ridge? Um, uh, uh, oh. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, anyway. But okay. Hacksaw Ridge, it, it will be a... Um, is it Donald Trump? No, no God damn it. Let's <laughs> not go down that road, please. Uh, Sam Worthington, uh, Hugo Weaving. Uh, Sam Worthington would not be enough for me to go and, to and see And don't more. forget Milo Gibson. Hugo Gips- Weaving, absolutely. Milo Gibson is in it. <laughs> Hugo Weaving is an, a criminally underrated actor. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's He needs to be more. V for Vendetta was probably his uh, shining moment. It's actually one of the most underrated moments. It really is. I mean, he had that run of Matrix, Lord of the Rings. It's probably and, the Wachowski sisters. Well, he didn't, dire- uh, he didn't direct. They, didn't they wrote direct. it. Though. They wrote it and produced right. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they didn't direct it. Oh, well. Uh, Incredible so, film. So yours is uh, Hacksaw Ridge for number five, yeah. lines four. What's your four? Um, no order, just five. No, films. no, yeah, no, no, no. I want. I'm I saving wanna, the best. I want to do. For me, I want to do order. Um, I'm really, really intrigued by Rogue One, Star Wars mm. story. Um, this is. I mean, I don't think anything will top Episode Seven because you and I both agree that it's probably the best entry in the entire franchise. And I think, yeah, I think um, I've only seen it once. And, I can't and, it. and the and the new characters that they've introduced, I I would actually make an argument that I think Adam Driver is the best character. In oh, the, he's the probably the best now. character. That, he's the most tragic. The, the most best character setup that, having, the, that the franchise has ever having had. said that. Seeing how I'm looking at the way these two career arcs are going now, um, this new movie starring Felicity Hardy. Felicity, I'm sorry, Felicity. Felicity, Felicity Jones, Jones, yeah, who we both loved in Like Crazy, very, very like good up and coming actress. One of my she was exceptional in A Theory of Everything, mm-hmm. um, and then our, our buddy uh, Riz, Riz Ahmed, Forrest Whitaker. Naz, this is yeah. a stacked the night cast. of, yeah. Gareth Edwards is and directing hold on, real it. quick. Forrest Whitaker is having very, a little bit of a comeback. He is, yeah, he is, which is nice. And and um, he he has instituted this uh, new like community outreach where they're trying to bring more African American filmmakers. Into Hollywood, Interesting. he brought in Ryan Coogler, who you and I are Love. a big, Love. big fan of. Love, huge, crazy, incredible. He brought me one of my favorite actors, Michael B. Jordan. So. Fruitvale Station so is Forrest unbelievable, Un- but probably his, one of the. But his, it should be nominated. But his, but his best movie was Greed. 
Uh, he's certainly progressing to become I mean, a better and, filmmaker. And Two different Black, movies. Black but. Panther. I mean, I didn't want him to go the Marvel route, but you and I know it's probably going to be a good movie. You know what? Bozeman, dude's got to make his Michael money. B. Jordan's in it too. You know what, we haven't though? even talked about that. that Michael ma- B. Jordan could be the bad guy in that movie because his his role is he yet is to in be. It. But we don't know who he's playing. I hope he's the villain. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Oh, that would be great. You know, I like that. Very and, excited about it, that. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Marvel is that it's gonna if it's going to exist, it's taking some interesting roots on what directors are going to be directing their right. films. Right. James Gunn. You yep. know, there, there is they, they do have an Love idea, but with. But fucking DC, they have Zack fucking Snyder. No wonder why they can't keep up. They don't have a good director. You get a good director in there, you have a good movie. You know Except, what you should have done? Yeah, but you know what? Josh Whedon was completely lost in, in Age of Ultron. But yeah, you know what, though? He, I think that he was the right person for the Avengers. He was. But he's not the, the right first. guy to have a franchise. No. He was the right guy to put all the pieces together right. for one thing, right. and, and it ruined him. He's not going to make a movie ever just, again. Just, you know, a lot like J.J. Uh, Abrams. Yeah. What do you think he's going to do next? And I feel like his, his career is kind of at a crossroads because he could just produce forever and do nothing and make millions. Or he or can just put his like hand reignite in lost franchises and make them the most. But I think I want to see J.J. Abrams original directed movies. I, like I think Super they, 8. Yes. I, I think he's done a lot of but sequels and like a lot of Super franchises. Eight, and then all of a sudden you see a show like Stranger Things. I think he needs to find. He needs <laughs> Have to, you finished watching that, by the way? Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Loved it. Excellent. A, great. Excellent. A, fantastic. It was a, a, one of the best shows of the summer. It pinpointed the yeah. early 1980s and those, those adventure yeah. science goonies. Absolutely. Better than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ex- excellent. Number three. What do you got? Um, well, no, I want to hear. I want to hear yours. You can't. Just, right. I no. want to. We'll, 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 we'll try. I had five. Forth. Snowden. Four. Hacksaw Ridge. Number three for me is Silence, which is Martin Scorsese. But when is it going to come out? So that's what we. That's the thing. About. I don't know. I, I have put, dates. That's why I didn't put it at number one because okay. I don't right, know fair. if it's going to come. Because out. technically speaking, you and I are both looking forward to that movie. Well, that movie's been in the works for twenty years. Thirty years. Thirty years. 30 years I think, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like what three hours and twenty minutes. I'd really love to read the book too. Yeah. I know. That's some heavy stuff. That is. I mean, that would be number one for me. That because movie, Scorsese's our favorite. That movie is either going to be... starring Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Big, big, big Liam Neeson, finally in a Scorsese movie. Should it, it was supposed to be originally be Daniel Day-Lewis. Could you imagine? It was It was originally supposed to be Daniel Day-Lewis Wait, and, and Gail Garcia-Bernea. Ber, speaking of Daniel Day, isn't he reteaming with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for a movie? It was just confirmed? I'm not sure. Yes. You'd have to uh, tell d- me. Oh, my God, man. I, sorry, I don't mean to switch from that, but I... You're, you know... I love Daniel Day, but I know that he's, he's fa- your he's absolute, my favorite. absolute favorite actor, greatest he's, actor. Ever. He's signing on for a movie with. Uh, sorry, let me pull it up here. It's by Paul Thomas Anderson, and I don't even think it has a title yet. It's just called the Untitled Paul Thomas Anderson Fashion Project. It's described as a drama in the fashion world of London in the 1950s. Daniel Day Lewis. He's going to be a madman. Yeah, no, I can, that's going to be amazing. It, it could Are be amazing. Me? I. I'm a little down on on PT. Yeah, well, uh, Anderson right and now. Her advice was her horrific. advice was horrific, horrific and I really yeah. liked the book by Thomas Pynchon. But um, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I liked the master. I did not love it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I really liked it a lot. I didn't love it. I think he's also on the, because I loved Punch Drunk Love. I, Actually, Adam Sandler's best role. I think he I, Boogie Nights is one of the Boogie greatest Nights is incredible. I've ever seen. Very Heart Eight is yeah. awesome. Magnolia is incredible. Magnolia is spectacular. He, he's one of those very unique. Voices that Hollywood needs. Mm-hmm. The movie, the movie industry needs him to make movies. Yeah, the fact I agree. The fact that he's reteaming with Daniel Day Lewis, he's one. Just the, sign me up. I'm come on. He's I'm one on. of the remaining few of the VCR generation. I'm also uh, like he went to Emerson College. He did for a semester. He did. Well, <laughs> I, a semester. I don't know. Like, does that count or is that? 
It counts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it counts. Well, with Daniel Day-Lewis, anytime we're able to see a performance by him, he hasn't had a movie since Lincoln. Maybe that's just what makes him so good. Do oh, you, it is. Do you realize Being selective that is better. Since My Left Foot, his first Oscar in 1989, he's only made 12 movies. Great. Spectacular. Isn't that... Insane. I, w- I want to see him every four years. It's great because, like, it's like, oh, Daniel Day Lewis has the, it's the Daniel Day Lewis movie year. I think he's figured that out. Yeah, I think he's one. Well, of I the- don't think it's like, oh, no. it's like, oh, I'm just going to tease audiences. No, I just think that he's found a way to make his money elsewhere, what? like to sustain a life, and then get money. Well, he has the money. No, he I, does. But I think what he does. Why is, is he the only one that disappears? Like he's the only actor. He's very, that does he's this. very, very selective about his role. It's genius. He's talented enough he, to know. I don't know. think he does it by design. I think, I think he does. I think he oh, knows, I think he does. I think he knows that if he's going to stay put and 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 not uh, venture out into being a prolific actor, he's going to get the best directors, uh, you know, to, for them to offer him movie roles. I'm sure he gets offers I every mean, single day. They, I mean, Mar- yeah, but Martin Scorsese, yeah, but Martin Scorsese says he had to beg him to try out for Bill the Butcher in, in Gangs of New York. He turned down Vincent and that was Vega from Pulp Fiction, and that's a good. He turned down. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be Aragon, or they offered him Aragon, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, he has to be this. I mean, it has to be the right role. I mean, he has to be the dominating figure of that movie. He can't be a supporting. You know, that's why I'm shocked he did um, nine. Nine. Oh, yeah, what a bad movie. I know. I know. It wasn't his that's, fault. Just and he was actually pretty good in it. I, probably scarred. It was him. a weird movie. All right, weird number, movie. So, what's your number three? Um, my number three. Oh, real quick, hold on. Silence. Is it coming out or not? We don't know, right? So I would probably... I don't know. So I would have to probably put Silence as number three. Okay, let's both do that. And let's move on to number Man, two. You know what? I got it. It's a really good list. I mean, it's... Um, I, mean, we can, I can name you... You can do some two, honorable mentions. two last ones, but there's a lot of honorable mentions. All right, so let's do our because, last two, and then because, we'll do some honorable mentions. I mean, my goodness. I'm looking at November, and... Um, What's November look like? I mean, look. You have, you have Hacksaw Ridge, which you'll be paying for. You have Loving. I don't know if this will be a good movie, but it could take the route of... Um, uh, Straight out of Compton is All Eyes on Me, the biopic of Tupac, mm. which could be interesting. I gotta tell you, Who's uh, playing Demetrius Ship looks identical to Tupac. What is he? Is he a, big new, Tupac is he a newcomer? Fan, so. Is he in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks identical to him. Straight Literally, out of Compton was very underrated. I thought, it was, I thought it was uh, that should have been a Best Picture nominee. It should. It was, it was a fantastic musical biopic. It was stupid not to nominate that movie. Um, I gotta go with Arrival. That's my number two. Yep, that is Arrival, my number two. Is probably number two for Dennis me. Villanueva. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yes. Yeah. And what I love about it is that when sci-fi movies, you think, oh, they've done everything. But when they're able to take a simple concept and turn it into something big, you know what this reminds me of? And I found very, very interesting is this reminds me of those kind of small concept movies that turn into something big. And it could rank up for something that, like, let's say District 9. It, mm-hmm. was, it was a concept of, of a low-budget, big-budget movie. Moon, a story of Sam Rockwell's character who just gets stuck on the moon and starts to go crazy. Ten Cloverfield Lane, a story of a girl who gets kidnapped by a guy, rescued by a guy we don't know, and is stuck in a, in a, a shelter until, you know, aliens, you know, come and take him away or they hide it out. Arrival, to me, looks like one of those movies where they just, the whole movie is going to be them arriving. And that's it. Mm-hmm. 
And then we're going to learn <coughs> so much about our human nature within that kind of story. I don't know. I can't Star- wait. No, I can't wait. And it's starring my second, maybe even first favorite actress. Amy Adams. Oh, Amy she's Adams. amazing. Again, who's prepping up for another big year herself. She's starting. She's another one that's kind of figured it out. She's kind of, it's like she's taking the Kate Blanchett. I mean, that's her rival right yeah. now, essentially. Those two are, are going at it. And she's just Oscars. doing more of a DC and then, to make and then, money. And then you have Jennifer Lopez, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lawrence, um, mm-hmm. you know, right behind them. So, you know, Jennifer Lawrence... Um, Arrival, I, absolutely. Well, well all right, so this two. isn't my, uh, you know, on my list, but spe- like another similar movie that's coming out this year that is similar, I think, to Arrival is Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, and, it does and not... It, right. It's so not piquing my interest. It, it's not piquing my interest because it's the director, um, Morton uh, Tidelum or something. He did the Imitation Game, so mm-hmm. I just feel like it's going to be a little pretentious. I don't know. But... The concept of this movie, I think, is genius and very similar to what Arrival is. Arrival looks like the better movie. But Passengers, it's a spacecraft traveling to a distant colony mm-hmm. and transporting thousands of people. And then two passengers are awakened 90 years early. One of them wakes up by himself or her. We don't know who it is. And freaks out and has to decide whether or not to live the rest of their life alone or wake someone up mm-hmm. and live the rest of their lives I think it's genius. I think it's a great concept. Oh, it's a great movie. concept. Yeah. I, I just am a little I, weary. The execution is we'll going to be a little... It could be a little strange. Yeah. Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know. I mean, two A-listers right now. Well, two. Yeah, I, I can't look at Chris Pratt. I well, mean, you get Chris, the Magnificent Chris, Seven coming Chris out. Chris Pratt is, a, is, an, is an A-lister in a certain genre. Yes, he is. I mean, he's not a dramatic But we say that about so. a lot of people until they break out. You never know until they he actually... I don't see... Look at Bradley like, Cooper. It seems like... We didn't think he was great until... You're right. You're right. So, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean... Bradley Cooper's made a flawless transition oh, from, he's... from playing Zack Zack from Wedding Crashers and, 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 and Failure to Launch. <laughs> oh, sorry, Failure to Launch, not You Mean Dupree. Failure mean to Dupree. Launch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But uh, I would say, uh, so number two, uh, I guess we agree, is Arrival. Yes. Number one for me, I would probably have I got to go mine. with Manchester by the Sea. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck. Yes. Interesting. Kyle Chandler. How come number... Oh, that's right. Yeah. How come number one? Just something Man, that... a lot of Boston movies. Yeah, I love it. Maybe I that's mean, why, yeah. it's it's between between that or Nocturnal Animals, mm. but um, I I don't know. Number one's La La Land for you? Yeah, you know why? Really? It looks great. The director of Whiplash. No, exactly. Exa- no, 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 no. That... You know he wrote it, 10 Cloverfield that, I'm, Lane? I'm, Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Damien Chazelle? Amazing. Oh, no, absolutely. He's yes. a great writer. Yes. Oh, no, no. The guy hasn't failed yet. Have you seen that trailer? That looks awesome. It, it looks great. It looks like what the artist should have been. Yeah, it's like a, like a, like a, like singing in the rain on steroids. Damn right. Yeah. No, uh, I think it looks great. No, I, I, I don't know I, if it's again, because of my. I, I can't pick a top five because it, there's a lot the of reason really why good I say number one, it's Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, good director. The reason why I'm saying number one, maybe I'm in a loving mood because I just got married. It hit my heart. I can't wait it, to no, freaking see it. Dude, it looks great. It's going to be fantastic. It looks great. You should absolutely go see that with your wife. I will go see that with my wife. That's weird to say. You know, Andrew, um, I think that now with the wedding over, we're back into this. Yep. We're going to do a lot more podcasts. Um, I would like to start figuring out a way for us to do some live, not live, but maybe something like a little more interactive with people online. Well, what I'm saying is I think that with a couple of these Patriot games coming up, we should do a podcast during a game. (laughs) Today, Junior! He's so mean. I'm struggling, Jesus. Am I struggling? Say what you need to say. I was just saying. I think that we should do a a podcast to a, a live Patriots game. Maybe we do it for... I don't know. We, we pick a game this season. We go down to Gillette, and we record. We interview Mark Brunel. We interviewed Mark. I just, I just didn't believe what Tom Brady had to say. What the fuck happened to that man? What happened to that man? It's a grown man, grown man crying about Tom Brady's balls. I just, I just didn't.
Tom Brady had to say. Can you play it one more time? No. Play it one more time. Do it. I just I just didn't believe what Tom Brady had to say. What a what a schnook. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Andrew. I love it when balls are in my face. <laughs> okay, now you're just finding random clips. Real quick, early, early, early. Uh, we'll end the podcast this way. Early Oscar predictions. Um, <laughs> that was way too early. It is that. too early. What, what do you think is the front runner right now? Fences. Fen- <laughs> Not Birth of a Nation? <laughs> Not 18 years I, of actually, I actually am looking forward to Fences because is it Denzel, Denzel Washington? Directing, yeah. First time directing Isn't it? I read, I read the... He was pretty good in Raisins in the Sun. Is, is he in it? Is that, I don't know or if he's in it. Or am I thinking of Raisins in the Sun? I think he's in Raisins in the Sun. That, which is, I mean, Fences is a spectacular play by August Poulsen. Do yes. you remember when you read, read the uh, play? School, we yeah. read it in Michelle Graham's. I, I, oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Emerson College. It was College. a great play. Why did I say P. Diddy? Did he produce it, maybe? Probably Oprah. I don't know. <laughs> Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry. Uh, no, it's going to be good. Uh, and... Oh, you got to stand too. We're blood brothers. <laughs> Andrew, uh, I enjoyed this uh, podcast back. Uh, anything you'd like to say before we do our podcast next week on the Patriots? I'm not an expert in footballs. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you can just check. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. Can't wait for week five, Andrew. That's right. Jimmy G time, baby. Jimmy G, one and three. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. I, you want it to happen. No, I don't. Oh, you no, don't. I want him to go 4-0. You, oh. you don't want him to go 4-0. Yes, I do. You don't like Yes, Jimmy I do, because it will drive Tom Brady to be better when he comes back I think this five. only helps it only the helps. Patriots. Yeah, we, we've learned that this from... The perf- the, it could not have been in the, the greatest position, because yeah. now you, you have a 39-year-old quarterback who is probably going to play the best he's played ever, and then you, it looks like you may have an heir apparent. What if he goes 12-0? And then he gets to the playoffs. Boomer, Boomer Esiason thinks they're going to go 16 0. So. I don't want 16 0 again, but imagine if they went 16 0 again and won it all. Oh. Dear God, this, this parachute is a knapsack! <laughs> uh, I could just listen to you doing quotes all day like I know. this. It's pretty great. Yeah, Jimmy G. Oh, come on, seriously. Better looking than Tom Brady? No? It's like, think Tom, he is? It's like Tom Brady was like your, your love, love of your life. And then, you and then Jimmy G came around and like, became your mistress. and for the looks. How you doing? Okay. Andrew, it's been a pleasure. Next week. Sorry? Patriots? Patriots, next yeah, week. Absolutely. That um, is correct. Uh, we have pa- Patriots-Texans for Thursday Night Football. Um, we recorded this right before the Patriots-Dolphins game, which is tomorrow. Uh, next time we talk, Andrew, we're, uh, when this when this posts, actually, we know that the outcome of the game is what it's going to be. Do you think they're going to win or lose? Uh, Miami's a tough game. I'd probably have to say the Patriots will win twenty to seventeen. Twenty to seventeen. Okay, and if they lose, how are you, home, how are you going to lose? How do you feel? Adam Gase does not look like he's improving okay. matters. Now they just lost. How do you feel? Like shit. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? <laughs> I mean, what do you want? <laughs> I'm here, so I won't get fined. There you go. At least we have the Red Sox. That walk-off Hanley Ramirez home run made me uh, have a Hanley in my pants. I almost had a stroke when I saw it. It was was so funny because I wasn't even watching the game. I I shut it off. I I was watching. I was actually watching Mr. Robot. Oh, there you go. I just finished up, and uh, literally it was Hanley Ramirez's at bat. 
and it was you five. Know, it, it was what? It was. It was five four at that point. It, it was five four at that point. They rallied a little bit. Two strikes. Go down the last strike. Yeah. The last strike and and just a, a mammoth home run. A mammoth home run. I mean, I think he is. He's taking the John Lackey approach to what you know John Lackey that first what year and a half everybody hated him. He came back strong in 2013. Hanley Ramirez is doing the same thing. Boston strong. That's what he said after the game, just like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, like Sammy Sosa, <laughs> I play baseball. Baseball really good. <laughs> it's the podcast guild. We will see you next week. Yeah.